Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Gonna try to do this episode quickly for the reason that, if you read the description, I'm just getting over bronchitis, which is not a fun-itis. Not that there's probably many fun-itises, bronch being bronco from the Latin busting of a horse. Uh, Makes you cough a lot and, uh, you know... That's basically it. Coughing to the point where a burst blood vessel in my eye gave me a very scary appearance. So, coughing till I saw spots and thought I was going to pass out. So, basically, not a lot of fun. Uh, So, this is my first episode since feeling uh, a little bit better. I still got a bit of a tickle, but hey, who doesn't like a little bit of a tickle? A little bit of the slap and tickle. Am I right? No. Uh, things to say at the top of the show, um, uh, there will be spoilers, yeah, that's one of them. Say that because there will be, and this warns of them. Huh, covered. Uh, another thing is, uh, the whole rigmarole where I say, uh, if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars, ha ha ha, no, the only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend, perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. That doesn't work, me saying that very often. And yet I say it every time. Every time. Okay, uh, that's enough preamble. Uh, As I say, I want to try to follow the schedule as much as possible. Although I haven't recorded a podcast in a while, so maybe the words will flow too freely and I won't be able to stop myself. Possible. Possible. Uh, Let's push a button at least and I'll get it started like this. Ladies and gentlemen. some things. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Suck You Longtime Central Vac Installer. So, well, let's thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, uh, and I will say, perhaps a little behind-the-scenes action, as I like to throw it from time to time, that because there was a fair amount, uh, weeks, I would say, uh, of me watching some of these things and recording this podcast, just because I watched them, thinking I was going to record a podcast, then I got super sick, and uh, that wouldn't have been pretty. So uh, maybe they're not as fresh as... Uh, in my mind as they would be otherwise okay so keep that in mind for some reason uh movie the first is called adult world Mm, available for your viewing pleasure on netflix uh the stars emma roberts uh and who the hell is the uh he's not very john cusack that's weird Uh, on the imdb he's very low in the billing for some reason 
Interesting. He's on the cover. You'd think he'd be higher on the billing. Anyways, um, Emma Roberts, as predicted when I saw her on, and I think mentioned on this very podcast, on um, American Horror Story, an actress that we will see more of, not simply for the reason that she's strikingly beautiful and has, uh, as I think I might have said as well, uh, legs that will not quit, She's also a very, very good actress. Uh, the best of both worlds. Sort of like your... Oh, what's the girl f- from Harry Potter? Emma Caul- Caulfield. Caulfield? Anyways, still a little sick. Still can't remember names combined to say Emma Caulfield. But I don't think that's right. Uh, the movie, let me read the... Uh, Amy, a native college... Gra- a naive, rather, college graduate who believes she's destined to be a great poet, begrudgingly accepts a job at a sex shop while she pursues a mentorship with reclusive writer Rat Billings. Rat Billings, played by John Cusack, who's a bit of an asshole. <clears throat> Uh, you know what I've just realized as well is that uh, one of the main, uh, uh, the other sort of main dude, I guess you would say, is played by, is it Evan Peters? Yeah, I think it is. Who you will know from uh, American Horror Story. So these two have worked together. Uh, and they work well together in this film. Rating-wise, how would I uh, give that since I just remembered it? And if I don't give it when I remember it, sometimes I forget. Uh, solid four out of five. Very good uh, Sunday movie, uh, movie, Sunday movie, movie, um, and would recommend in general. Uh, because I'm on a timeline and I see it clicking down, I better get through these other ones quickly. Uh, next is Full Metal Jacket, which because I watch this every couple of years, maybe uh, you know, I'm kind of curious how many movies I've done on this podcast more than once. I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of them. Uh, definitely in maybe in my top, let's play it safe and say in my top 20 movies, in my top three war movies. Love, love, love this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, it definitely for me falls under the category of, uh, movies everyone should see. Uh, the, the sort of famous thing from this movie that I like to bring up is it, it, you're, you're kind of, it, it's got a feel of you're getting two movies for the price of one. Like there's the first half and the last half are two radically different things, um, which you don't see in movies very often, uh, takes place, uh, during the uh, Vietnam war, which I think Vietnam versus world war two, uh, for movies, I think I kind of lead more towards Vietnam, just because it's often a little more gritty, a little more fucked up, which uh, I enjoy in general. Uh, five out of five, no questions asked, no answers given. Uh, okay, here was a sort of pleasant surprise, a strangely pleasant surprise. It's a movie called Turbo Kid. Uh, let me read the imda, because I bet you it's funny. Uh, In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a comic book fan dons the persona of his favorite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Tyrannical overlord, I will say, played by Michael Ironside. So that uh, gives this movie points right there. Uh, this movie is also giving points in originality because it is frigging crazy. 
some of this. Mmm, <clears throat> not gonna follow that time. Uh, some of the crazy shit that happens in this movie got a bit of a feel of a crazy Japanese super violent movie, which uh, I feel like I haven't watched a lot of lately for some reason. Uh, probably because I used to subscribe to this thing called Zip.ca, which was like the um, Canadian version of Netflix back in the day. Uh, back in the day, in the sense that they sent you DVDs. So it was that sort of DVD subscription in the mail. And they had a huge, huge, huge selection of sort of weird movies, movies that you'd never heard of. Uh, whereas Netflix, yeah, I suppose you have some of that, but not to the degree that this Zip.ca did. So I used to watch a lot more crazy, super violent, Japanese, what the fuck am I watching movies, whereas I don't... Uh, they're harder to find nowadays, I find. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, audience participation time, as I like to try to do. If you know a good source for crazy, super violent Japanese movies, be it uh, live action, anime, what have you, <coughs> uh, let me know. And uh, I'll check some out. And I'll bring them back to the podcast. And hey, give you some credit for pointing them out to me. Turbo Kid, uh, I'm going to go a solid four out of five. Um, yeah, no more to say because I got to move on to Slingshot. Uh, this is a movie about, uh, Dean Kamen. He is the inventor of the Segway, um, and sort of very inspirational dude in general. Uh, one of the, the, my very first takeaway from this movie is there's that story going around that the inventor of the Segway was killed on a Segway. That's actually how they start this movie by saying that's not actually true. <laughs> that the quote unquote fact is not in fact a fact. Uh, it is, is a, a myth. So there you go. You, you learned something already without even watching the movie. I uh, do recommend the movie. Great documentary. Uh, I'll go solid four to five. Uh, as you can tell, I'm speeding through these because I'm already over time, and I want to fit in a little time for the last movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, see, still got a bit of the cough a bit. A uh, bit of a cough a bit. Uh, the last movie is Spectre, as in James Bond. Spectre. I uh, really, 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 really like this one. Uh, I think the last James Bond, the last couple of James Bonds, uh, I watched them. I enjoyed them while watching them. I could probably not name one thing from any of those movies that I remember from them. They're sort of generic action movies more than James Bondy movies. Uh, this, uh, at least for me, I, I think it felt a little more like a James Bond movie than the last couple. Uh, I just read yesterday that Daniel Craig has decided he's not doing any more, which is strange because I thought he had to do three more, like was on contract for three more. Anyways... Uh, yeah, uh, classic James Bondiness, bl- blow your head off and your mind away, uh, action scenes. Uh, I like when he's a little roguey, and by that I mean not, kind of on his own, excuse me, uh, the, only, the only reason that that can be not great is uh, it gets a little more Jason Bourne-y, uh, as opposed to James Bondy. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Rating-wise, I think I'd go a solid 5 out of 5. I uh, would definitely recommend this if you're a James Bond fan. You know what? I, I, I could say if you're not a James Bond fan, 
there's there, there's less reason you would like this. Like even if you like action movies, there's probably better non-James Bond action movies than there are. Uh, if this makes sense, what I'm saying, which it may not, because again, sick. Huh? Mm-hmm. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Drunken Father Sleeping Bags. They are easy to zip your Drunken Father into. They are waterproof. They have built-in dispensers for uh, various drugs like aspirin. Uh, They have a built-in step stool so you can easily step over your Drunken Father. That is the Drunken Father Sleeping Bag sponsor. Okay, so uh, going to be talking about a television show called Shameless. Shameless. Uh, specifically, the UK version, because I know that there's also a US version. Um, went into this having somewhat recently watched uh, Peep Show. So I, I think because I like that so much, my desire to hop to a new uh, a British television show was high. Uh, which I think meant my hopes were high. And my hopes are high on all British television shows because more often than not, I enjoy them. Uh, There's something about the the comedy of a British TV show that uh, uh, melds well with my brain. This one, less so. And uh, that's why I preface it by saying I went in with hopes high. Maybe they were a little too high. Um... It did have sort of a feel of a little more um, lowest common denominator things going on. Not as thoughtful, not as dark or witty or dry. (coughs) A lot of the things that you come to expect from a British comedy television show sort of felt like they weren't there um, throughout, I should say. Because there was episodes I liked a lot. There was times that I laughed. Um, one thing it does well, I suppose, is, uh, jumps from drama to comedy, which I wasn't expecting, uh, which I was actually not expecting, which normally I like, but this time not expecting and felt a little let down. Like, I thought this was going to be a comedy show, but then I'd go, you know, four episodes without laughing once, which leads me to my next thing I'm going to say, and that is, I didn't watch every single episode. There are 139 episodes. Uh, I think I stopped. Excuse me. I think I stopped in series six or seven. So I, I, I didn't make it to the end. But still, you know, I, I watched let's say six six seasons of a television show. This is available on Netflix, I should say. So you know, I felt like I got my bang for my buck. But uh, I reached a point where I just sort of gave up. Uh, rating wise. Hmm. See, that makes it difficult, because I did have enjoyment, but then also eventually thought, I'm not really liking this, I'm going to stop watching it. So, what do I say? Uh, We'll go... i got to give a range. I don't like giving a range, but uh, episodes where I enjoyed that were sort of self-contained, I think that uh, I like those more. Uh, Where there were more laughs, 
and more in the British style of sort of television feelings. Uh, I go maybe four out of five. Um, towards the time where I gave up watching, you know, I have to go lower, like two out of five. It, it wasn't bad necessarily. It's just I had other things that I thought I could be spending my time on. Uh, the show, okay, so it's about a uh, a father uh, with was it seven kids? I think he is a drunken idiot, uh, which is where a lot of the comedy came from. His wife left him. He is quote unquote raising them. He's not really. He's just sort of there. Uh, the kids kind of raise themselves. Uh, the kids were great. Uh, they all have sort of different personalities and different little quirks and things about them. Um, uh, there's also the neighbors. This all takes place in an area of, is it London? Well, let's just say an area of Britain where uh, not the most expensive houses are, where where maybe um, uh, the poorer folk live, uh, that sort of idea. Uh, we have that in Canada as well. It's called uh, Ontario Housing in Ontario, for example. That, that sort of idea. A government-funded government housing area. Uh, so some of the comedy is there. They're watching this family try to uh, uh, make their way through the world by sometimes any means necessary. Uh, we've got a cast of characters in the form of the neighbors, which over the course of the seasons will change. So uh, that was kind of an interesting idea as well, which uh, I didn't mind. All right, so let's move on, because I think my voice is going. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter sponsor is laziness. <clears throat> okay, so, uh, you know what? I was going to do a Just Tweets Day, uh, and by that, if you're familiar with the term, is I would read uh, tweets from my feed of a comedic nature uh, because... Uh, I feel like I'm losing my voice a little bit and the coughs will start to come hard and heavy. Uh, maybe we'll just skip that this week uh, and then uh, do it next week instead. Uh, all of this comes for several reasons, one of which is the book I'm reading is 800 pages. Uh, I'm working from home, so that means I don't have that uh, half an hour of reading at, uh, at lunchtime at work. Uh, I just have whatever I read, sort of at nighttime, uh, so the book's going a little slower than it may uh, may have otherwise, so there you go. Uh, all that being said, let's skip book banter this week and move on to me pausing and getting a drink. <coughs> Today's game cabin sponsor is the Year of the Unicorn. Thank you for that. I uh, decided to eat a can of peaches, and uh, let's see how that works for my drying throat. 
Mm, maybe this will be the cure for the drying throat we're heard here for the first time ever on a podcast. Uh, okay, so uh, in this game, Gavin, I have three games. Ooh, packing them in. Normally I have one. Sometimes I have more than one. Sometimes I have three, which is technically more than one. It's because of the Steam Chinese New Year sale that just occurred. Uh, where they had a poop ton of games on sale. So uh, I picked up... Oh, jeez. Uh, pro- I don't know if I picked up ten, but I picked up quite a number. <clears throat> uh, so here's the first three of those ones that I got. Uh, game the first is called Besiege. You may have heard of this. Hmm? Um, I've played similar games to this before, and I've always had much enjoyment, uh, this one included. I will say it's still in early access, which I tend to shy away from. Um, that being said, there's enough of a game here that when it's on sale for, I think it was like $4, you're definitely going to get your money's worth, plus the fact that the game's not quote-unquote complete. So, uh, say if I check this game, you know, this time next year, and find that there's another, I don't know, ten levels, I'll be like, yeah, good thing I did that. Uh, Basically, what it is, you'll be given a series of objectives. Uh, The sort of goal of the game is for you, the creator of Besiege, or rather Siege Engines, Uh, to try to complete these objectives. Usually, but not always, in the form of uh, destroy this thing. That's, uh, and I don't want to say by any means that's all you do. That's just sort of a, maybe that's a go-to. Or maybe there's things between you and what you have to destroy that make it more difficult. So you're given uh, a set of tools. Um, Say you make uh, an X a frame in the shape of an H. You put um, wheels on each of the the four corners. There you have something you can drive forward or back. If you want to be able to steer, you'll have to add steering posts. If you want to be have a cannon on it, you add a cannon. And there's just sort of innumerable things you can add on to complete your tasks. <clears throat> um, the, the sort of real fun comes when you learn what some of the stranger things do, like uh, springs and and sprockets and, and pistons and things like that. You can make really a, a, a sort of elaborate uh, elaborate contraptions, uh, and it becomes fun to try to uh, complete these tasks. Uh, you know, the fun is sort of you can make the simplest machine to complete the task or make an incredibly complicated one that is way overkill to complete the task. And doing it both ways is fun. So uh, rating-wise, I'd go in this sort of initial not-yet-complete uh, form of the game. I'd still go 4 or 5. It's very, very fun and very satisfying. Uh, there were, I will say, levels that I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't complete. There was one flying one. That's one thing I couldn't get the hang of uh, and would need some more time to delve into. You can make flying machines, but uh, I didn't really know how to go about doing that. So, Uh, Moving on to a game called Eidolon. Eidolon? Eidolon. Why don't I spell it for you? Uh, E-I-D-O-L-O-N. Hmm... Uh, after playing and, excuse me, being addicted to the video game Rust, 
I did go on a bit of a search on Steam for open world games where you sort of travel around and explore. Uh, that's what this is to a degree, I suppose. Uh, I, I will just say that I didn't... I feel like I didn't necessarily give this game uh, a full shot yet and may go back to it. Like, I played it for... It'll be three hours or so. Actually, you know, with Steam, you can actually check. So, I've never done this before. But uh, if you go into Steam and click on the game... Oh. <laughs> I played for 64 minutes. Okay, well, it felt like longer, which is maybe a knock against the game. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, uh, you, exploring, looking for shit, 64 minutes of play, rating-wise. Uh, right now, I'm going to go like a 2. Uh, I, I could see if maybe I go a little more in-depth. There could potentially be more fun. Uh, I don't know. It's just like walking around, looking at shit, picking up shit, and not really doing shit. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, now for the last game, this one I played the longest of them, I do believe. It was a game called Quora, I suppose. It's spelled Q-O-R-A. Like, come on, what happened to your U? If, if you got a Q, you gotta have a U, right? Isn't that like the law? Are these people breaking the law? The law of the Q? I think we're gonna call this episode something along the lines of... How about, uh, the law of the Q? Yeah, well, that's got some potential. Uh, anyways, uh, 2D side-scrollery focused more on story than anything, which, uh, which was interesting, and I don't, sometimes I like and sometimes I don't like, this time I did like, uh, had fairly strong, uh, Reminiscence-ness-sosity. Mm-hmm. That's not a word. Uh, to a, uh, a journey, which uh, I think I did speak on this podcast. Uh, in fact, I know I did because it was the first game I ever played and I actually cried while playing uh, this game. That did not happen. Not to say it was not as good, but it wasn't as good <laughs> as uh, Journey. Um, not as beautiful. Uh, that being said, something that they do in this is, is your your character is a little itty bitty sprite made out of a, a like made out of like ten blocks on the screen, and then the whole giant screen is made out of sort of beautiful landscapes, beautiful vistas. Uh, you'll have screens where, uh, and this is sort of ballsy, and I could see for certain people be potentially boring, but uh, but I did enjoy it. It's a nice sort of change of pace, a relaxing game. <clears throat> and and what that is is uh they'll they'll have a screen that you walk across and nothing happens it's just you're looking at a beautiful landscape and i found myself walking across these things sometimes and then just standing in the middle sort of looking at what i'm seeing and all this is done in very low res detail um but uh very artsy fartsy would be a word you could use to describe this uh rating wise i think i go on, on, in in some terms I'd go 5 out of 5 which I think you could tell by me talking about it uh, that I enjoyed it in some ways I'd go less just because the, the actual playing 
aspect of it. There's not much there. Like, you're sort of moving from one side of the screen to the other. Uh, you may do some things along the way in the form of pushing buttons. <coughs> Excuse me. But that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So, there you go. Internet Intercore sponsor is Gravity Surfboards. Gravity Surfboards. Okay, uh, item the first is um, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and Political Stuff. Uh, this little puppet guy really likes to get his his cold, wet nose in there and shake shit about. Uh, and for that, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it doubly so because... Uh, I have no interest in uh, politics, be they uh, American or Canadian, where I live. I really, it's, I, I find anything political, my mind wanders almost immediately. So the fact that uh, occasionally with people such as Bill Maher or things such as Triumph the Insult Comic Dog when he does political stuff, that it can keep my interest... And not only keep me interest, but uh, make me laugh. Uh, I very much appreciate it. So uh, check that out. Something I've just realized that would be an interesting, if not amazing, combo is uh, Triumph with Ed the Sock. Ed the Sock, if you're unfamiliar, it's kind of the Canadian version. Oh, you know what? That's a better title. Uh, it will be uh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog versus Ed the Sock. Ugh. I found a couple of times uh, that if I put the word verses in my title, um, those episodes sometimes get more ratings. So that's uh, listens, I should say. So that's a little sneaky trick that I'm probably going to use there. Moving on to item the second. Uh, this is... Uh, I've got a couple of things today. Uh, that are actually factually television show stuffs. Uh, and by that, if you're a long-time listener, you will know because I watch all my late-night television programs on YouTube, um, I can count them both as television and as internets. So I jam them in wherever the goddamn hell I want to, which is what I'm going to do here when I talk about I Like to Watch, which is a little segment... Uh, that Conan O'Brien does. You know what, I have a feeling maybe he does it just for the internet. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Uh, in this case, it was with uh, Jack McBrayer, a comedian actor, actor, comedian, fun uh, I'm not sure how, let's just say actor, who does funny things. Yeah, okay. Uh, what it is, is, and I feel like this is the second time I've said what it is, is, <laughs> is... Uh, you'll have someone come on and he'll list off a bunch of things he likes from the internet. So basically, what it is, is internet intercourse from this podcast. They stole my idea. Uh, yeah, it's kind of usually always in the form of YouTube clips. Uh, someone will come on and say, I like going on YouTube and watching, uh, you know, this dog have sex with this other dog while it vomits. You know, that, that sort of thing. 
not necessarily that. Uh, Jack McBrayer sort of really fit his personality. I uh, don't have time to go in and they were, so uh, check it out yourself. Next is uh, Will Ferrell on A Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Or Colbert, if you prefer. I don't. Uh, uh, Will Ferrell, always hilarious, was sort of pretending to be an animal expert. Uh, an animal expert specializing in super dangerous animals that could kill you at a moment's notice with no hesitation. Uh, what he actually brought on was like a cute little, little cat and a puppy or something, a hamster, a guinea pig. I, I don't really remember. They were all cute little animals that he gave different names to and said that they were super dangerous and stuff. To great comedic effect, I will say. Check her out, why don't you? Okay, uh, last item is something I haven't brought back in a while, it felt like, and uh, because I just listened to it moments ago, uh, I thought it was a perfect opportunity. That is Penn's Sunday School. Penn's? Do you mean Penn Gillette? Penn Gillette? Do you mean Penn Gillette who does the opening of this very podcast? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, uh, he's got his own podcast, uh, in which he talks of a wide variety of subjects. Uh, this episode got into something that I'm both very interested in and confused by, and that is the recent scientific discovery of gravity waves. Yes, uh, I know it's very exciting. I know people who are involved with it are going to win the the, the Nobel Prize. Uh, I know. Uh, that it proves that Albert Einstein's theory was correct. Uh, what I don't know is the sort of real nitty-gritty of it. Like, uh, on certain levels I can understand it, but uh, uh, they had on guest Lawrence Krauss, who, if you've ever sort of, uh, and I do from time to time for some reason, I don't know why, uh, look for physicist stuffs on the internet, people explaining phys physicist theories and, and things of that nature. Uh, he, he does a very good job with that. He's usually able to bring it down to a level that I'm able to understand. This time, not so much. <laughs> Some of the numbers and facts and uh, not really hitting the core of what it is, I felt, made it hard for me to understand. Also, I was, uh, you know, I was working while listening to this, so maybe uh, it needed my undivided attention, which is probably true, because when it comes to physics, uh, and this has come up a handful of times on the podcast, for, uh, I have no idea why I'm so fascinated by it, why I like looking into it. In uh, high school, I hate it, and to this day, on many levels, hate math. My, my brain refuses to do even the most basic of maths. So why would someone with a brain like that have any desire to uh, learn about physics? I don't know, but I do. And I feel on some levels, because of all the time I've spent, for lack of a better term, studying things in the world of physics, I feel like I can grasp some of the theories at least. Uh, this gravity wave thumbs, uh, gravity waves still has eluded me a little bit. Like the Higgs boson took me a while to sort of wrap my brain around it. I still don't know if I have that right, and I can guarantee I don't have this right. What I need is, uh, you know, you know what tends to work and worked. I think for me with Higgs boson 
is start with the absolute dumbest explanation you can possibly have. Usually it involves, and I'll have to look for this online, um, someone using cartoons to explain uh, these <laughs> physics ideas. That, that's usually where I like to start. And then you can build off of that, which, which that's how the brain works. You start with the small idea and work up to where you could think of more complicated things using that base idea. So, uh, very interesting stuff all, <coughs> all around. I better stop before I die. Folks, one final thing to say, which we end every podcast with, and that is, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. (laughs) I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But... You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper